It is wise to know what comes first, and what to do first. To begin anything in the middle, or at the end, is to make a muddle of it. The athlete who began by breaking the tape would not receive the prize. He must begin by facing the starter and towing the mark, and even then a good start is important if he is to win. The pupil does not begin with algebra and literature, but with counting and A, B, C. So in life. The businessmen who begin at the bottom achieve the more enduring success, and the religious men who reach the highest heights of spiritual knowledge and wisdom are they who have stooped to serve a patient apprenticeship to the humbler tasks, and have not scorned the common experiences of humanity or overlooked the lessons to be learned from them. The first things in a sound life, and therefore in a truly happy and successful life, are right principles. Without right principles to begin with, there will be wrong practices to follow with, and a bungled and wretched life to end with. All the infinite variety of calculations which tabulate the commerce and science of the world come out of the ten figures. All the hundreds of thousands of books which constitute the literature of the world and perpetuate its thought and genius are built up from the twenty-six letters. The greatest astronomer cannot ignore the ten simple figures. The profoundest man of genius cannot dispense with the twenty-six simple characters. The fundamentals in all things are few and simple. Yet without them there is no knowledge and no achievement. The fundamentals, the basic principles, in life, or in true living, are also few and simple, and to learn them thoroughly, and study how to apply them to all the details of life, is to avoid confusion, and to secure a substantial foundation for the orderly building up of an invincible character and a permanent success and to succeed in comprehending those principles in their innumerable ramifications in the labyrinth of conduct is to become a master of life. The first principles in life are principles of conduct. To name them is easy. As mere words they are on all men's lips, but as fixed sources of action, admitting of no compromise, few have learned them. In this short talk, I will deal with only five of these principles. These five are among the simplest of the root principles of life, but they are those that come nearest to the everyday life, for they touch the artisan, the businessman, the householder, the citizen at every point. Not one of them can be dispensed with, but at severe cost. And he who perfects himself in their application will rise superior to many of the troubles and failures of life, and will come upon these springs and currents of thought, which flow harmoniously toward the regions of enduring success. First amongst these principles is duty. A much hackneyed word, I know, but it contains a rare jewel for him who will seek it by assiduous application. The principle of duty means strict adherence to one's own business, and just as strict non-interference in the business of others. The man who is continually instructing others, gratis, 
how to manage their affairs, is the one who most mismanages his own. Duty also means undivided attention to the matter in hand, intelligent concentration of the mind on the work to be done. It includes all that is meant by thoroughness, exactness, and efficiency. The details of duties differ with individuals, and each man should know his own duty better than he knows his neighbour's, and better than his neighbour knows his. But although the working details differ, the principle is always the same. 